This week's podcast is an interview with Laura Hardy, a past coaching client that recently left her full-time job to follow a dream. When Laura first came to coaching, she felt lost and uncertain on what she wanted to do with her career and how she could balance it with her family. But now, fueled with the purpose and clarity that came from coaching, Laura shares how she was able to finally overcome perfectionism and fear to pursue a passion. She shares all about her experience in coaching and some of her favorite tools that she still uses today. You ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ambitious and Balanced Working Mom Podcast, the place for women who want to balance their ambitious career goals with their life as a mom. If you're looking to feel more confident, decisive, and productive at both work and home, then this is the place for you. I'm your host, Rebecca Olson. Let's get to it. Well, I have a treat for everyone out there today. I have um, on my podcast, I have Laura here to chat with us. Um, Laura was a client of mine. We actually, we were just talking about it. The first day we talked was um, March 17th in 2020, which was basically, at least for me, and she says for her, you know, the beginning of the shutdown in America. And so our entire coaching like relationship came with this foundation, if you will, of chaos around us. And uh, as she will describe, there was a lot of internal chaos that was going around, not because of the pandemic, although of course that added to it in the end. (laughs) But I really wanted to bring her in here because she just has a great story about how she went on this journey to really discover, you know, what it is she wanted out of life, what it is she wanted out of a career, how she wanted to balance that with her family. And all of this has kind of led up to and resulted in recently her leaving her full-time job to, to start kind of a, a dream copywriting business. And so I think she has so much to say, and I'm so excited that she's here. Thank you, Laura. Thanks so much, Rebecca. I'm excited to get to chat with you again. Yes, of course. Tell us, let's just start out. Tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, how many kids you have, you know, ever so briefly, a little bit of a story about you so so everybody can get to know you a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, so I have two kids. Uh, they are now two and five. And we live in Vermont and in a rural area. I come from a background of farming and uh, my family has a dairy farm my extended family, that is. And I have been working in journalism and then marketing for over a decade, uh, which has been great. I've worked for a coffee company. I've worked for a dairy company. And so I've really loved promoting the stories of farmers in marketing. Um, And that's what I've done for my career until now. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So Let's just get, let's paint a little bit of a picture of where you were at, like when you first found me and found coaching and kind of what you were looking for and what even led up to this kind of moment of, of going after some help to figure some things out. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I came into coaching because I was in a, in my job that I no longer felt brought me joy. And then I felt at the same time I was missing my kid's childhood, which was a double 
whammy. So because I wasn't happy in my job, I had this short fuse at home and I found myself lashing out at my husband or my kids. My job was really emotionally taxing. And for me, it showed up in in anger because I had nothing left emotionally once I got home. And I knew something had to change. And like I said, I was in marketing and communications for dairy farmers at the time. And I traveled a lot before the pandemic to farms and meetings. And I was constantly tethered to my email um, because I was expected to be on call to respond at you know any time of day for public relations issues or concerns. And then in addition to that, I came, as I said, I come from this long uh, farm family history. And so I was deeply connected emotionally to my job and I felt like I couldn't leave. And then on top of that, the dairy industry was in this negative spiral and it still is with a lot of farms going out of business. So I felt their stress regularly and I was honored that they could open up to me, but I was taking, I was internalizing all of this stress from work and it was taking such a toll on me, but I had this guilt about leaving. Like I can't walk away from them, from my job, from the stability, but I knew I had to do something different for myself and my family. Um, and I just remember on the breakthrough call, I was like in tears with you because you said it sounded like I was in the passenger seat of my life and that my job or the dairy industry at the time was driving. And I just, I knew it couldn't be that way anymore. Like I needed to take the wheel. So I reached out to you as a first step because I felt so lost. I didn't even know where to start. Um, I had an idea. I had an idea that I wanted to work for myself, but I didn't have the self-confidence or the courage to really name that and go for it on my own. I love, I mean, well, I don't know if I love it. <laughs> it's, I mean, it was a really hard space for you to be in, but I love just the way you describe the tension between like expectations of work and expectations of, of family and, and mom life, because that tension is so real for working moms. And I mean, the expectation is what, you know, obviously they come from us, right? They come from our expectations of usually, ultimately, obviously there's job responsibilities, like you got to be on call and things like that, but expectations of needing to be available, expectations of how you're supposed to support, expectations of like response time, expectations of all, you know, how you're, how you're supposed to serve and, you have all of these expectations at work and then you have these expectations of what you want mom life to be like and how you should be available to your kids and how long you should be, you know, spending with your kids every single day and and then there's just this tension between you know what it means to be good at both of these things at the same time and when you came to me you're like I'm I'm not I'm not good at any of this like I I'm I'm failing across the board at, at all things. And it's, that's just such a relatable space to be in. So I just love how you describe that. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I wasn't really fully present for either. And it was not a space I wanted to stay in. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that in that, you know, initial free breakthrough call that we had, we were identifying, yeah, you were talking about this business idea that you had and you were even partially in the beginnings of like that process of kind of going down this path a little bit and trying to sort it out. But the lostness that you described of just, I know I'm feeling all of this tension and I, and I don't exactly feel like I'm in the right space. And 
not being in like the right career and not feeling like really committed to the job that you were in, not really enjoying the job that you were in anymore. Like, tell us about how that you think contributed to, to the tension you were feeling and the stress and everything. Oh, yeah. So it made the time that I was spending away from my family feel even more difficult because it wasn't necessarily to live out my purpose or to contribute to the world in the way that I felt was my calling. It was as if I was sacrificing this time for something that I wasn't necessarily called to do. And I had this dream, like we've talked about so many times to be there for my daughter when she gets off the school bus at three o'clock and not just be there as in like, be there and start working again, but like be there and do something with her, be present and not just be there and go back to checking my email. Um, and so I felt like in my job that I was currently in, there was no room for that. There was no flexibility for that. And so it was something I needed to make a choice in order to have that ability. And I also really wanted to be involved in my community again. Um, something I did a long time ago when I didn't have kids, I was always volunteering and giving back. And after I had kids, there was no time for that because it was all going to my job and then the kids. So it felt like there must be something else. There must be something else that allows us to live our lives in a way that we feel fulfilled and not that we're giving all of ourselves to one thing, which is mostly our jobs. Right. Yeah. We spend half of our awake time. <laughs> Literally, when you calculate all the hours, it really is half of our awake time at work. It's a lot. And um, more than like two thirds or three quarters of our time in a week, in a work week at our job. And if that job is not fulfilling, if that job is not a place that you want to be at, if you get up every single day and you resent going into work and it's not, it makes, I mean, it just makes not being with your kids, you know, even more hard, right? Because sometimes you, a lot of people, a lot of women have to make that trade off, right? It's like, I can't be home with my kids at three o'clock when they get off the bus. Even if I want to, I can't because the job isn't going to allow me. But over here, the job is, I'm so connected to what I'm doing. I'm so committed to what I'm doing. I love my career. It's like, you can make that trade off. But if you, if you don't like what you're doing, like all of a sudden that trade off is like, doesn't make sense at all. And it, and it, builds up this, it builds up this resentment and it builds up the stress and, and it just adds to the way we see ourselves, you know, as moms and, and the unfulfillment and so forth. And it, and it all seemed to be coming together for you in that moment, that time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So what we know now is that all of this journey that was a year and a half ago, it resulted in you now, you know, leaving that, that full-time job and going all into your business. And so that isn't, of course, the journey that every working mom is going to go through that is feeling that tension and feeling that lostness, trying to find fulfillment in their career and so forth. That's not going to be what everybody goes through is to like launch a business. But what I think what you have pinpointed is a couple of really important lessons that, that, came from the journey of kind of searching out what was next for you and really kind of diving deep into yourself to, to do some of the self-discovery work that we've done in coaching. Uh, and it all resulted in this business, right? But for some people, it's not going to result in a business. It's going to result in something else. But I would love to talk a little bit about some of these key 
lessons, if you will, that came out of this time. And the first one that I have written down is that, you know, discovering your purpose. And when you discover your purpose, it brings clarity. Can you talk a little bit about like the the connection between purpose and clarity for you and, and what happened there? Yes. Yeah. That is my absolute biggest takeaway when I think about my time with you. And I still think about it almost daily. Uh, so, you know, we all have purpose and to deny that is to deny the world our gifts. And yet it can feel so difficult to find and so elusive. And I spent decades trying to clearly define my purpose before we worked together. I've kept a journal for as long as I can remember. And I picked it up as I was reflecting on this topic. And over 10 years ago, I wrote, I feel purpose, purposeless. I know I have a purpose, but I can't see it. I want to do something meaningful with my life. I knew my writing was strong and I knew I had the ability to connect with people with my words. Yet it took me 10 years to be able to confidently say that my purpose is to shine a spotlight on the stories that need to be told in the world. And 10 years to have that confidence and start my own business doing what I know I'm good at. And I feel invincible now with that little sentence in my pocket. Like... I can move through the world with ease, with my strength being my purpose that you helped me write, and the knowledge that I'm living my purpose to be of service to others. And I don't have to question myself anymore. I don't have to wonder, am I doing the right thing? Should I be doing this? Should I go back to school to be a teacher? Should I you know, do this instead? No, I know what I'm doing because it's so connected to me and my purpose. And I know that I'm on the right track and I can feel good about that. Um, it takes a lot of self-doubt away. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I actually just did um, the podcast before this one that I recorded is all about purpose. So I love that this is coming out after that because it's another great illustration of purpose. Uh, because there's two things that I, I want to say. You know, one is, you know, the process of discovering your purpose and the way that I that I walk all of my clients through is not about your perfect job, right? Like your purpose really has nothing to do with your job at all. We kind of, we talk about your purpose. We just, we talk about, you know, why you were meant to be on this earth in a way that is much more general so that almost any job you decide to take, you can find purpose in it. Like you can connect yourself and kind of who you were made to be in into that job. And that allows for so much more freedom and flexibility to kind of go you know, you're not like wandering out there going, you know, what's the perfect job that matches this? It's like, no, actually me just being me and showing up the way that I show up, that brings a lot of, you know, that in and of itself has a lot of purpose. And I can find that in almost anything I do. And I would be curious for you because it was a whole, it was almost a year, not quite of us stop, you know, ending our time together. And then you staying in that job before you've now left it. And I'm curious what changed for you, even in the job that you didn't want to be in, when you discovered your purpose, you know, when we clarified that, like what changed for you just in the current job that you had at that time? That's a really good question. So because I realized, like I said, my purpose is really storytelling and shining a spotlight on stories, I began to seek that type of work out at my job more. Uh, So I would volunteer to take on assignments that involved interviewing farmers and writing 
opinion pieces from their point of view or um, writing blogs. I was signing up for that a little bit more than I had before, I think. And I also very intentionally did it with joy uh, because I felt when I was doing it, I felt so connected to it because I was like, oh, this is so aligned with my purpose. And this is why I really like this so much. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I do remember you taking on assignments or even seeking them out and like pitching ideas that just went along with like, well, this is, I know this is my greatest skill set. This is the greatest asset that I could provide this company while I'm here. Like, let me just find opportunity here. And for some women, that might be it for them. Like all sorts of things change and you realize that the job itself, like you could find connection to, to, you know, and meaning in the current job in a way that you didn't before when you just start to define and get clearer around, you know, what you're meant to do and why you're meant to do it and how you can connect that into your job. And I love that. And I had the same experience for me, you know, when I went through a process of discovering purpose for me, it was all about helping people go deeper. And when I was able to really name that, and I started to seek out like relationships with my colleagues in a very different way. Like I started to show up for them. I started to show up as a leader and for our team in a, in a much different way that was so much more fulfilling because it was like, oh yeah, this is what I meant to do. Like, I know I'm not meant to be in this job forever, but while I'm here, I can find so much more joy in, you know, me being me and doing what I do best and kind of seeking out opportunities. So I love that. So good. Um, the second thing that you have talked about is kind of coming from this, this internal coaching journey was that success is inevitable. Tell us a bit about that and what you mean by that. One of the things that's really helped me along the way is working my way out of fear. I had a ton of fear going into this. I would let my mind spiral into all sorts of dialogues. What if my business fails? Maybe I shouldn't do this. What if this isn't right for me? What if people think that everything I write is garbage? And you helped me realize that my brain is almost like a separate entity for me that's you know wired to keep me safe and comfortable and these thoughts that i have i can observe them and choose a different way to think and so affirm i've loved affirmations for a long time and affirmations like success is inevitable have really helped me to rewire my brain to limit or reduce or even just notice and dismiss some of those self-doubt thoughts um, and replace them with some really positive thoughts that help me feel strong and confident and that I am doing the right thing. And a couple of my favorites that you helped me with and that are sort of just ingrained into my psyche now are you know, success is inevitable and this is meant to happen and the conditions are perfect. And that one I really like too, because that's a really good one. Yeah. (laughs) The conditions are perfect. Oh, it's like everything, like success is ripe for this moment. Like I don't have to go out and do anything or be anything more, discover anything or like, like right now conditions are perfect for happiness, for balance, for, you know, whatever it is that we want out of life. That's such a great thought. I love it. I'm going to steal it for sure. <laughs> I think you, I think you were the original. Maybe I gave it to creator, you. I don't know. So. But I remember 
you know, as we were really talking about some of this self-doubt and, you know, one of the greatest questions that, that I offer to my clients is, hmm, do you think that's really true? So you would say something like, I think people aren't going to like my work or there's going to be, you know, I, I don't know if I could really, I don't know if, if people are going to connect with the way I write. And I'd go, hmm, that's interesting. Do you think that's really true? And you'd go, well, so far, no, <laughs> you know, so far it seems to have worked out. So, you know, and we, then we would just start talking about, huh, so what's the evidence for why you think this is, this is going to actually work for you? Like, what's the evidence that you are a good writer? What's the evidence that you can, you know, go out and, and, and do big things? What's the evidence for? We would just start talking about, we would talk about the other side. It's not as if your brain doesn't like as if you don't know that information, it's just that your brain isn't focusing on it. You know, it's like your brain can only spotlight so much information at any given time. And, and it's wired to want to spotlight all of the fears and all of the potential pitfalls and all of the potential failures, because it just wants to keep you nice and safe, you know, but we can move the flashlight or we can move the spotlight and we can go, or we can just look at this from this perspective over here that's also available to you to look at. And, you know, what's that going to do for you? Does that help you? Like, is that more motivating to you? Is that more useful? And and then we kind of, we dissect it from there. And I love that that has become so ingrained in you, you know, talking to you now a year later, like you can get there on your own now, now that you've learned that tool. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's similar to meditation almost where you're just, you're noticing your thoughts and you don't have to get wrapped up in them. And then taking it a step farther that you can choose a different way to go. Right. Right. That you have some agency over your thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, that you get to, that you could choose the ones that are most useful to you. You can think, I like to say that you can think a hundred different things about the same scenario and none of them are right or wrong. Like there's just a hundred different perspectives you can have of the same exact moment. You can think about your life. You can think about your job in a hundred different ways right now. Some of those thoughts are useful to you. And they're going to make you feel good. They're going to move you forward. They're going to make you feel balanced or whatever. And some of those thoughts are going to make you feel like crap and are going to make you feel like you're in the wrong place and they're going to demotivate you, right? So it's not as if any of them are right or wrong. It's just which thought is going to be more useful to you, get you to the end goal in the end. So good. Okay, your third one. I love this one because so many working moms get trapped up in this one, which is that perfectionism doesn't serve anyone. Talk to us about perfectionism and the journey through perfectionism on some level and your relationship to it now. So I honestly, when you said that, the first thing that comes to mind is um, when I was trying to launch my business and I had fully made the choice and I was really stuck because I insisted that I needed to have a website and it needed to be perfect. And I could not (laughs) reach out to any clients until I had this perfect website. And we had this long discussion and it turns out that I really didn't need the website, but the website was my crutch. And I think perfectionism does that to us where we feel like we have to have all these things in order and they need to all be perfect and in the right order before we can do what we want to do. And really at the end of the day, it holds you back from achieving what you want to achieve. And there's a saying now that 
you'll hear often it's progress over perfectionism or progress over perfect. And I think about that a lot. Now, when I'm doing something, I'd rather dive in and start and learn and do it versus hold myself back and never take that leap because I feel like everything I need to do needs to be perfect. Um, and the website was a big part of that. And I don't think I've really gained a ton of clients from my website. I, I, it's just really a front door. The two clients I have, I've gained through networking. So I didn't need my website. Of course. Of course you did it. And I told you that, of course, over and over and over again. But we I didn't but believe I, you. I, I, no, of course we don't. Because your brain and so many of our brains rely on like our circumstances to be just right. To, in order for us to be able to move forward, in order for us to be happy, in order for us to take a, a leap of some kind or to make a change, right? So in this case, for you as a business owner, it was like, oh, no, I got to have my website and I need to have my business cards and I need to have, you know, I need to have finished this training and I have to do, you know, it's all of these things. And for other working moms, it might just be like, I, I have to have my house in a certain order and I need to have my, I need to have certain structures in place or I need to, you know, I, I talk a lot about this when I'm, I'm, I'm working with new clients. They feel like they have to have their financials have to be in a certain place in order to invest and to, to make change in their life. When, when we're talking about investing in coaching, you know, you need all of these things to be in place. And the only reason we do is because it makes us feel nice and comfortable, right? It's like here, over here, over here, over here. In reality, we could do a lot with all of our circumstances feeling very messy. And in fact, we get to our end result faster <laughs> when we just start sooner and our circumstances aren't, you know, in total alignment or just when our bait, you know, when my, when my toddler gets a little bit bigger and we stop having these tantrums or when we get them into school and then I don't have to deal with all this childcare issues. Right. You know, it's like, it's always this push in the future. Like when all this happens, then I can have the life that I want, then I can feel balanced, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's hard to take that leap when it feels messy, yet you don't want to regret not doing it. You don't want to look back and say, oh, I wish I had done that then. I'd be so far, so much farther ahead. And yeah. And it's, yeah, live your life when you can because nothing's, you know, a given. So, so good. Yeah. yeah I love it. And, and it's a big part of like the journey I take a lot of my clients through when they join the collective. We talking about creating balance in your life. And one of the things that holds us back is just perfectionism. And how do you move past that? And the willingness to just move forward despite not knowing. And all, all it is is fear. You know, it's the only thing that really holds us back is we think our circumstances need to be in order so we have less fear and then it'll be easier to move forward. But that fear is kind of always there. Like I remember for you, we had the conversation a year ago about leaving like right as our relationship, our coaching time came to a close. And then we had the conversation like two months later. And then we had the conversation two months later, like I kept checking in on you and you kept just kind of saying, well, when this gets right, then I will. And when this gets right, when you could have started your business, like almost a year ago, like you could have been all into your business almost a year ago. And here you are now. So there's nothing to like sit back and regret or, you know, do any of that, but it's just shows it shows how like, oh, a year ago I could have been in this place that I'm in right now. Yeah, one hundred percent. And 
it took, it's these lifelong habits that we've built up and it took a lot of courage and, um, it took a lot of time for me to really wrap my head around taking that risk and living out what I wanted to do. And it was, it's been fully worth it. Um, and I wouldn't change any of it. I think the extra time I had kind of let me sort of test out my business, uh, and make, and it was almost like a, I wanted to sort of give it a test drive and I did. And then I felt comfortable. So yeah, it, it, it definitely, I definitely had that. But even then, like, I would be curious, do you really feel more comfortable than you would have felt like nine months ago? Like, is did discomfort go completely away? Like when you decided to leave your job? I have a feeling no, because we talked literally the day that you talked to your boss, we, we were messaging about it and you were so scared and fearful even in that moment, like there was still discomfort in leaving the job, even though for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think it's one of those things, fear that will always be there. Um, and I guess it's just how much control you let it have. There's merit in all of our choices. Fear will always be there. That's so good. Like that's really like important to hear. Like Fear will always be there. The goal is not to get rid of fear because it will always be present. What you feared the day you finally said, you know, something to your boss might have been different than the fears you had nine months ago or a year ago when, you know, when you were potentially talking about it then. But regardless, there was fear. Like you were never going to eliminate fear. That can never be the goal. Yeah, no, it's just how I respond to that and how I feel about my choices going forward. And I think having my values and my purpose and my identity so clearly defined, it really helps me to feel like, okay, we can work past those thoughts. Like you're doing the right thing. Just keep moving. Yeah, for sure. Which is, and and I love that we just got on the subject of fear because that really was like your fourth point that that I wanted to bring up, which was that fear is something to observe. Like that's kind of the way you wrote it. And that's what we're talking about here. And I love that you brought it back to your purpose because for sure, that's the reason why I take all of my clients through a process of understanding your values, understanding your purpose, understanding your identity, like really having this language about you so that when fear comes up, you have something to work with, <laughs> to like point back to that you can say, well, I see that fear. And I also know this about myself and I've already decided, like I've already discovered and know and feel very clear and confident about who I am over here. And so it starts to help you like dampen the fear a little bit and kind of give you a sense of certainty that you're still on the right path and that you're still, 100%. that you're still okay. And that you're still moving forward and it's still a good choice, right? Despite the fear. So it gives you like some fuel, if you will, kind of understanding all of that, which is, which is what it sounds like it did for you too. Yeah. I mean, I learned so much about myself working with me, with you. You helped me see that like, I like to sit in a place of indecision and I have a pattern of getting stuck there, kind of paralyzed. Uh, I don't like to pull the trigger. And one exercise I'll never forget is when you had me answer where I was at on a scale of one to 10 to starting my business. And I think I said I was a six and you had me list out like everything that got me to a six. And then you had me list out everything that would get me to a 10. And it turns out what I needed was just to lay that all out. And one thing that got me to a 10 was writing down all the reasons why I needed to leave my job. I got so clear about it. And then I looked at why my values and my beliefs were so better for my new business and 
I can't tell you how many times I reopened my notebook to look at that list of reasons. I love it. Or recreate the list now. Like that's even is powerful for our brains to just keep recreating it. But for sure, I love it. I love that. And we did, we, we really pinpointed that you have this habit of indecision and, and really all that's happening is your brain wants to stay in indecision because it has this fear and it thinks that the fear means that maybe you're doing it wrong or maybe you're going to fail, you know, and so forth, which is why we had to do so much of this work to kind of see the habit and, and say, you know, but fear is, but fear is actually always going to be there and let's try to normalize fear and be a lot more like cozy with it. I like to get my clients a little bit more cozy with fear because, or and particularly fear of failing because it holds us back so much. And oh my gosh, yeah, just I love that you talk about that. And we made that connection, you know, between indecision and fear. And now, I mean, how do you feel like, how do you feel right now? Like, where do you've come? How far have you come in your indecision? Do you feel like you, you sit in indecision in the same way you did before? Or how do you move through it? Um, yeah, now I feel like I notice it more and I'm like, let's just do this, Laura. Let's just go. The awareness of it alone helps me kind of push myself. I got a new client that I, you know, was a little nervous to work with, um, because I hadn't done a lot of the work that they were looking for me to do. And I was like, you know what, let's just dive in. Let's just dive in. We'll see how it goes. We'll do it. And it worked great. We did, we did some really fun stuff together. I was so nervous though. So nervous. Yeah. Yeah, and you learn that you can move forward and be nervous. It's okay. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I remember you felt that way when, you know, it just investing in coaching. You know, we had a couple of conversations about moving forward with coaching. And, you know, I wanted to give you a lot of space to try to process through that. And there just became this moment where you were like, look, I'm not going to be comfortable with this decision. Like spending a lot of money investing in myself that's uncomfortable. And, but what's going to get me to my goal? Like is comfort, is this staying comfortable and not having the help going to get me to my goal or being uncomfortable and willing to put myself out there and, and take some risk? Like, is that, is that going to get me to my goal? Right. And so obviously you chose the latter, but I remember that conversation even way back in our very first couple of calls. Yeah. 100%. It's being okay with being uncomfortable. Mm, Yeah. And, And that's okay. We'll get you where it'll get you closer to where you want to be. It just, it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. No, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. And I, yeah, there's so many great things that I work with my clients to try to help them kind of make that a little bit easier. But one of the things is just believing that actually discomfort says you're in the right place. Like if you're uncomfortable, oh, I'm living, like I'm pushing the boundaries of what's possible for me and the life that's possible for me and who I am and all of those things. Like this is a sign (laughs) that actually I'm doing, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, right? Like it's all right. (laughs) I love that. So good. The last one that you mentioned to, uh, to, to me or that you wrote down was that you know, have I have that you have life goals and writing them down is what helps them to become true. So talk to us about that. Yeah. So, you know, I've always felt passionate about certain areas of my life, but I had never really verbalized what I wanted to do with, with my life, like what I wanted to do before my life was over. And so, you know, writing down my life goals with you in a way that made them so tangible in the exercise of, you know, writing them down every day, writing them down every morning, just that activity of writing them down every day and then sharing them with my husband and others 
started to make them come true. Why do you think that is? Why do you think just writing them down made them come true for you? Probably because I had for the first time verbalized them. Like I, mm-hmm. I had never brought them to the front of my mind before in this way. So saying that I want to become a published poet someday, I had never said that before. I knew I liked doodling down poems, but I never knew that I wanted to become a published poet someday. And because I thought about it so much, I wrote a poem and I shared it with all of my friends and family on my Christmas card. And I would never have done that before. I got that Christmas card. I remember it. <laughs> yeah. I felt like poetry was personal and my own and I was never going to share it. And now I've pushed myself to think, you know what, this is something that can bring p- other people as much comfort or maybe a smile as it does to me. So I, and then the other, one of the other ones, um, it just, it brought it to my mind. So when opportunities came up, I would take them. So I really want to become a sort of just more active in my community, a leader in my community, if you will. And since we started working together, I joined two um, volunteer boards. And so good. Yeah. And when the opportunities came up, I was like, yes, this helps me towards my life goal to be more active in my community. Um, Yes, yes, yes. And maybe before I would have just, I don't know if those opportunities would have passed me by or I wouldn't have seized them. I don't know. Um, It just felt so serendipitous. So good. And yeah, I've gone through the similar, you know, process for me for sure in seasons of like writing down goals to try to help manifest them, if you will. I hate using that word, but it's because it's, I don't think that that's what's happening. I think what's happening is you're because you have them top of mind. When the opportunity comes by, you, your brain is more likely to say, Oh, look, that's like you've been thinking about that. Here's a moment that you can, you can do that. And so it's not as if something magical happened. It's just that your brain connected something that you deeply want with an opportunity that's in front of you. It made the connection and there's more energy behind it. And you get, you know, there's less fear because you've already named yes. it. You know, it's so many, it's, it's all of these things that happens when, when we, when we spend time really writing down our goals. But first, of course, you have to go through the process of na- naming them <laughs> and, and giving vision. And we did a lot of that work together for sure. in like thinking far enough ahead, what is this like big picture? What do you really want out of life? What do you really want out of motherhood? What's going to make it feel like let you never look back and feel any kind of regret? Like we asked some really big questions and started to answer them to give your brain some like vision for what is this light? What is this regret-free life that you want? What does it look like for your career and your home life to be, you know, to come together? Like what's a vision behind that? Because if your brain doesn't have a vision, it's just, it's not going to, it's not going to really go anywhere. You're not really telling, you're not giving it any kind of direction. And so we, we did a lot of work to give it direction. And then you did the hard work of like keeping it top of mind, remembering it, and then taking the opportunities when they came. So good. Yeah. It's so satisfying. It's so satisfying to know that you have a purpose and that you know that your life is in the going in the direction that you want it to go. It's just a really, it's a sense of relief that you feel good that you don't have to worry that you're not doing the right thing or you're not in the right place. You can feel content. Oh, that's such a good word. Yeah. Content for sure. I love it. I don't know if you have gotten to this place yet, but I have moments, I I have moments like this on and off 
a lot where I sit and I really think about this life that I'm in and I feel overcome with so much gratitude for the work that I do, the clients that I serve, the impact I'm making, the kids that I have, the dynamic of my family, the balance between it all. Like I just, I step back and I take this picture and I am overcome with like emotion and joy. And I just allow myself this time of like, wow, I am living the life that I want to live. And I'm curious, like, have you, now that you're kind of left this job and you're kind of off on your own, mm-hmm. if you've had some of these moments for you already on, yeah. on reflection on that? Oh, 100%. It all feels like such a gift that I thank God for often. Um, I'm so grateful to have worked with you to bring out what I think was latent in me, like things I knew deep down I wanted but we're so buried in my subconscious after living so in the moment in the chaos of motherhood that I needed someone to help me find myself again and find what I need to do to feel like me again, to feel like I'm a priority and that this is my life too. And that yes, I, you know, working to raise humans and be the best that they can be, but I also have goals for myself and I also want to live a full life myself with my husband and my family, my friends. And I think that easily can get lost. You helped me bring that to the center again to say, you know, I'm raising these humans. I'm also working towards these life goals. I also have these one-year goals. And it just felt so satisfying to give myself that attention again and that, that time you feel you sound so clear. I mean, it's so fun to hear you talk about it because it just you feel so clear in what you're doing, why you're doing it, where you're headed. You feel like you're in the driver's seat of where life is going, you know, to to have that sense of clarity and direction and coming from a place a year and a half ago where you felt so lost and so scared and so unfulfilled. Ah, oh, so big. It's such a big transformation. I love it. And I love that you're here sharing it with us. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks, Rebecca. Yeah. Is there anything else that any other big kind of things that surface that we haven't talked about here as, as we talk about this journey? Um, I would just say that, you know, I was, again, really nervous about investing in coaching. And, you know, within six to eight months of working with you, Rebecca, I had already paid off my investment because I had started this business. And, um, so I think it can be scary, but the rewards that you'll get back from it are extremely priceless. And, and if you're like me and you're starting a business, you will 100% pay back your coaching very quickly. I guarantee it because, um, just the mindset shift alone that allows you to, um, open yourself up to these possibilities is something you probably wouldn't be able to achieve on your own as easily. Um, at least I felt that way. I love that. And I've been thinking a lot about investment that doesn't have like a financial return um, because it's so easy to talk about investing and go, well, I'm going to get this back when I when my business is X, Y, or Z, right? Um, or I have a lot of business investments that I make and I'm going to see my business profit or grow as a result of that. But I've been thinking a lot about like investing in ourselves or investing in something just for no financial return, but just because we want to become the person or we want to have the life or we want to meet the dream 
you know, and the value behind that. I mean, that's for me, that's my coach for sure. My life coach, I just have a regular old life coach that helps me, you know, manage my life and manage my thoughts. And, and there's no financial return on that. There's, but the person that I am and the, the mom that I am and the kind of calmness that I find and the kind of certainty that I gain and the kind of balance, because I'm, I'm talking all of these things out. Like it's, there's no price that I can put to that to say I'm learning skills and I'm learning a way of being that's going to to create for me a, the life that I can have for the you know forever. <laughs> and oh, for sure. It's just such a big it's such a big thing. But I love I love that I love that for you. And it but investing is always scary. And as we were talking about, like there's just there's no question. But if you believe in what you're going to gain from it, then it's almost inevitable that the invest, you know, the investment will be successful for you. Oh yeah. Coaching changed the trajectory of my life and the out, the outlook I have on my life. And so even if it wasn't something that I was going to, you know, um, get a return on my investment for, I would still 100% have done it because I'm showing up so much better for my family and my friends and myself. Yeah. yeah. And even then, like I had a conversation with a current client who is, um, in the conversations of getting promoted, because of the work we've done together and growing her confidence and growing like what's clear for her and what's next, like it's opened up conversations with her boss to, to move forward in promotion, which wasn't necessarily what we were coaching on, but like that, but because she's becoming somebody new and growing in this confidence, like it, the door opened for her. And that happens all the time as we, as we lo- kind of level up in life. So, so many good things are in store for you, Laura. Like I'm so excited about your business and where you're headed. I know you have such a very specific niche, but I would love if there are listeners out there that are looking for your services to be able to know where to find you. So tell us, you know, who you serve as a copywriter and where we can find you. And then of course, I'm going to put all of that in the show notes as well. Yes, thank you so much. So I specialize in the food and beverage industry. So people who want to be, you know, connected with how their food and beverages are made. Um, I work with food brands and organizations to amplify their voice and connect them with their audience. So it's my goal to build believers in our farmers, food producers, and high quality products, ultimately to drive sales for local businesses. So I bring the legacy of farming and my family to my work every day. So if you're an innovative business that's doing something new within our food system and you want better results with your blog or your website or your emails, then let's chat. I'm at redbarnwriter.com. So good. So good. Well, thank you again for taking this time for sharing your story through coaching and how far you've come. I just, I know so many working moms, whether they're starting a business or not, which is not the majority of them out there that I work with, but you know, finding the purpose and the clarity and and living into that, that life that you want to live. Like it's so, it's so inspiring. So you are an inspiration. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Rebecca. You're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode today. If you're looking to create a life where your career and your home life never feel at odds, where you're working less, but achieving at the same level, a life without regret where you know you are doing exactly what you want to be doing. Then join the Ambitious and Balanced Working Moms Collective. This is a group of ambitious working moms who believe that work-life balance is possible for them and are committed to creating it. The program includes 30 short videos and workbooks that teach you how to create the building blocks of a balanced life 
as well as weekly group coaching and in-depth support within a private working moms community. Oh, and did I mention that when you join the community, you get lifetime access? That means you have access to coaching and material to help support your balanced life in every season. You can find out more information and sign up for the collective on my website at www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.com forward slash collective.